0: Welcome to Refresh. This is Pastor Kim Robinson. It's my desire that you listen, that you could experience blessed faith and creative life with this Kicks Ministries and Victory Harvest Church podcast. Hi, this is Pastor Kim with the Refresh podcast. This week's title is The Year of the Lord. What is the year of the Lord? It says in Isaiah 61.3 that we are to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. The word proclaim in Hebrew means to call out with a loud sound and to speak, to read, and speak the word, to summon it, and to commission it. It means to declare and to appoint, and it especially means to invite the year of the Lord to yourself and to others. It also means to continually be calling out and proclaiming it as a commission. As we do this, we are in essence calling His blessing by name, and we are proclaiming ourselves endowed with it. As we look at this, we can see it in different ways. First, we proclaim His season, His year. We are then proclaiming His time that He has proclaimed for us. Second, we can look at it as His seasons, that we are proclaiming His seasons. Then we can see it as our season and our year. This meaning we are proclaiming His blessing to us within the season we are in and with the year we are in. I realize that this has been a tough year. It's been challenging in so many ways, to say the least. But as we come to the end of this year, where are we headed? What is his season? What can we see that he is doing that goes beyond what we are experiencing right now? There is hope for our future. He says he knows the plans he has for us and they are to do us good and to give us a hope. What can we see through the eyes of faith? Where do we see ourselves going? What are we proclaiming in this season? And what do we see ourselves doing? If we are to be proclaiming this, then we can ask, what is the year of the Lord? First, year means a division of time. It even means a life or a lifetime. Your life, that is an amazing thing to think about. It is something that God has given to us, life. This is the life of the Lord, the year of the Lord, his time and his blessing. It is all he is doing for you. It is all He is doing in you. And even as you experience this blessing, he's doing it through you. As we proclaim the scripture, we see it also refers to this as being the acceptable time of the Lord, the acceptable blessing. This word acceptable means that it is his pleasure to bless us and do us good. It is also acceptable and pleasurable for us personally and for our life. So we are proclaiming the acceptable time in the season of the Lord. This word means that we are filled with delight and favor, goodwill, acceptance, and our desires are honored and we are blessed. This is the acceptable time that he's given to us to proclaim. You find the same thing said in Luke chapter 4. This is where Jesus declares there's an acceptable year of the Lord. Here it says it's the day of the Lord And this is the day that he has made that we can rejoice and be glad in. It is his time. It is his season. It is his day. It is his blessing. And it is his doing. This is where Peter in Matthew 16 refers to Jesus as the Christ, the anointed one bringing the year of the Lord. See, in Isaiah 61 verses 1 through 3, it says some amazing things. Jesus read this, and He proclaimed this season of the Messiah. He said it in Luke 4. It's the same scripture as Isaiah 61. He said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn. Well, let's take a look at the scripture where you find Jesus referring to himself in Luke chapter four. It's verses 16 through 21. Here again, this is where Jesus reads in the synagogue from this book of Isaiah. Isaiah was the scroll that was handed to him that day. An important thing to know is in the synagogue, there was a chair called the seat of Moses. Jesus refers to this seat in Matthew 23 too. This seat was significant because those who sat on the seat of Moses are the ones who held the power to rule. They had authority and they would speak and they would give direction and definition and decisions for those for everyday life. The rabbis or teachers would read from the Torah and then they would sit in the seat of Moses and declare its meaning and interpretation. And the people would listen. This day was no different for Jesus. He was handed the book of Isaiah. He was asked to read it and teach from it. He took the scroll and he chose the passage of Isaiah 61 verses one through three, which is revealed in Luke 4, 16 through 19. He declared it and he ended by saying, he would preach the acceptable year of the Lord. We especially find Jesus bringing out this acceptable time. He was proclaiming it was the time of the Messiah, the time of his acceptance, his pleasure, his delight, favor, and goodwill. It was the time of his blessing. And this is expounded on in the Greek word proclaiming, that it is denoting the most less time when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abounded to those who believe. He was saying that it is his time, his year, as it also denotes in the Greek that it means a fixed, defined period of time. After Jesus read this, he closed the book of Isaiah, knowing he was reading the passages that referred to the Messiah. And these passages referred to the work of the Messiah, the blessing of the Messiah, and all that the Messiah would do. Again, he was proclaiming that he was denoting the most blessed time when salvation and the free favors of God would profusely abound to those who believe. Then he did something so very important for us to see. He sat down in the seat of Moses and he declared boldly that the scripture was fulfilled in him, by him, and through him. It says it this way in Luke four, twenty three through 22. And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And all bare him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is not this Joseph's son? They couldn't comprehend who he was. How could he be the Messiah as they saw him as just a simple carpenter and the son of a carpenter? He had sat in the seat of Moses and in the authority and in the absolute proclamation of the word, he had stated he was the Messiah. This brought so much outrage that in Luke 4, 28, 30, it tells us they tried to kill him. They tried to throw him off a very large hill, but he passed through them because it was not his time or the way he was to give his life. It says, and all they in the synagogue, when they heard these things were filled with wrath and rose up and thrust him out of the city and led him unto the brow of the hill whereon their city was built, that they might cast him down headlong. But he passing through the midst of them went his way. He just passed through. Because he was who he said he was. And he knew what his purpose was. So looking at the scripture in Luke 4, 15 through 19, we can see what it says. And now we can read the same as Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. And in verse 15 through 19, it makes it clear this way. And he taught in their synagogues being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And his custom was, He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And let's bring it to this Isaiah 61, 3, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. He makes it clear this is for the purpose that we may be called trees of righteousness, the planning of the Lord. So what does all this have to do with trees? We can find the answer to this as we look at how Jesus made it clear who he was and that he was the one to bring the blessing. Isaiah 61 and Luke 4 In these, we see how he makes this declaration as he tells us in Isaiah that we would be trees of righteousness, the planning of the Lord. So as he has declared this, and as we begin to understand what do trees have to do with it, let's look at trees. In Psalm 1-3, it says this, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper." First, we can see that this tree is planted. Secondly, we can see that it is planted by the rivers of water. Thirdly, we can see that the tree brings forth fruit, as it says in his season. This is identifying the tree as a person. Next, we see the leaves of this tree never wither. And finally, we see whatever this tree does prospers. So we can clearly note in this verse, and by verses 1 and 2 of this psalm, that it makes it clear and establishes it. By embracing God's word and his gift through Jesus, it establishes our position as trees of righteousness. It makes it clear that we are planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth fruit. This goes with Jesus saying that I'm the vine and you are the branches in him and through him and by him is the fruit. We know the word of God tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So faith in the word is our connection to this tree being planted and established. It says in Matthew thirteen thirty one thirty two 32, that Jesus gave a parable and he said it this way. Another parable he put forth unto them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it's grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. and Matthew 17, verse 20, Jesus said, If you have faith as the grain of mustard seed, nothing shall be impossible for you. It reads this way, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. So we can see the correlations between a tree, mustard seed, our speaking, and faith. When Jesus spoke this in the temple, and when he sat down, the unbelief rose in the people because they could only see him as a carpenter's son, but nonetheless, he was who he says he was, and he is who he says he is. So as we embrace this by faith, and as we embrace his word and all that he's promised, and as we embrace all that he's done, and receive him by faith, and all these things by faith, we experience what Psalm 1 declares, that we are like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And again, in Isaiah 61, 3, he says that we will be trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. This reveals that he has made unto us his righteousness. This is not something we do, it's something he has given. His righteousness determines His blessing, and we have a blessing because we've been made righteous. And it clearly says in the Word that the prayers of a righteous man avail much, and that righteousness has been given to us. And as we use our mustard seed faith and speak His Word and declare and decree what He's promised, we see things availing much. This is all part of that tree, that tree that is bringing forth fruit. In Isaiah 61.3, the word tree in Hebrew is the word eyal which means, first and foremost, ram, and it means ram is food and ram is sacrifice, and ram's skin died for tabernacle. This is representing that there is a tree who is the tree of life that was sacrificed on a tree called the cross. He was the Lamb of God. He was the ram that was given. This is the same sacrifice that was spoken to Abraham when the provision was given to be the sacrifice for mankind. This is Jehovah Jireh, who is the God who provides all things, including the sacrifice, his salvation, his blessing, and his righteousness. It also represents that we are to make our life a living sacrifice, meaning lay down our flesh and pick up his life and experience the resurrection of Jesus Christ and all that he's given, all that he's promised and all that he's blessed us with. Basically taking the scripture to lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledge him and let him direct our path and Let him be our delight. As we delight in him, he will give us the desires of our heart. That is what the word tree, a ye all, means from the first position. Secondly, this word means, as it is so important to us to see, a pillar, a doorpost, a jam, a pilaster, a strong man, a leader, a chief, a mighty tree, a terebinth. I know that Jesus is our strength and our leader. He is the strong man, but we also can know that he has given us all his authority in our lives and for us. But importantly, we're talking about that he has said that we are the planting of the Lord and we are trees of righteousness. So this word tree here means something specifically. He has made us his pillars. He has made us the head and not the tail. He has made us leaders. He has made us above and not beneath. And he has put us in a chief place. He's made us a mighty tree, a terebinth, a pilaster, his doorpost. Just as it says that he is the door, he is the way, and there's no other way but through him. He has set us as doorpost. We are his trees. We are his planting. We are the pillars and the doorposts of God. We are his righteousness. We've been given his blessing and we bear fruit. This is the same here as when the woman was at the well, as the Lord declared that this tree is set by rivers of water, where he said, if you only knew who I was, you would ask me for water because I give you living water. And as we stand and bear that fruit and are, we are a tree by the rivers of living water, we experience the blessing of God. We experience the life of God. You know, the word pillar means it's used to support the building and it is a monument. It is showing us that we are the planting of the Lord, the pillars of his glory. The word pilaster is a column that also supports the building. The door jamb or the doorpost is where the door is hung. See, we are the body of Christ. He has set us to be the light of the world, to uphold him and not ourselves and not even our opinions. The terebinth in the Hebrew word is translated oak. So here we can see that we are the pillars of the building of God, the pillars that he is building upon. And we are a monument. We are the planting of the Lord as columns and support as the door jams where the door is hung. He is calling the body of Christ to be his body in the earth, to be a representation of him and to be a vessel that he works through. And again, terebinth is in Hebrew, the word oak. In Isaiah 6, 3, it says this, but yet in it shall be a tenth, and it shall return, and shall be eaten as a teal tree, and as an oak, whose substance is in them, when they cast their leaves, so the holy seed shall be substance thereof. This is talking about a time when everything was going wrong. Things were not going well for Israel, and everything was challenged. But here the Lord rose up a remnant, and he brought them forth, and he called them an oak, a tree a substance that was coming forth. And in them was substance and that tree produced fruit. They cast their leaves and it's called holy seed. And that seed was given to others. And he was raising up a remnant to bring the blessing. See, this is speaking about people who had turned away from him. And the Lord refers back and says, there'll be a remnant that I'll return and they will cast their fruit in their leaves and their creative gifts and God's blessing in all their lives as holy seed. And it shall be the substance of the tree of life. See, we are to bear fruit. He's blessed us to make us a blessing. First and foremost, he wants you to see yourself as blessed. He wants you to have the blessing that he's given. He wants it for you and your family. He wants you to see and experience the truth of his word and all that he does. Freely you have received, freely give. We are to be receivers and givers. We are trees planted by Him, by rivers of living blessing, rivers of living promise, rivers of living water, a river from the throne of God, presenting who and all that He is and all His goodness to others. We have the rivers of His goodness. And as we are planted and grow and overflow with His blessing, we as trees bear fruit And this will be for the healing of the nations. Revelation 22, one through three says this. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb of God. In the midst of the street of it, on either side of the river, there was the tree of life, which bare 12 manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month and the leaves of the tree were for the healings of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb of God shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. This tree is the body of Christ. It is set in the river of God. It says, in the midst of the river, in the midst of the street, is this tree of life. And it bear 12 manner of fruits, yielding her fruit every month. And these leaves were for healing of the nations. And it makes it so clear that it is for the blessing of the Lord, and it is coming from the Lamb of God. So first and foremost, we see that Jesus Christ is the tree of life, and he is the river of life flowing from heaven to us. God coming as man and giving us life. But we also have to note, as he was, so we are. That's what he tells us. He has made us heirs with him. He's given us his covenant. The amazing thing about this tree is that it was planted in the river of life. He also makes it clear that this tree represents us in Jesus. We are in him. We are this tree planted in his river. We are filled with the rivers of the Holy Spirit flowing out of us. As it says here, the leaves of the tree work for the healing of the nations. These nations are his people of all ethnicities, all colors, and we are a vessel of his blessing to each other, accepting each other for who we are, who he created us to be and bringing his blessing one to another. We are pillars upholding the foundation of his glory. His word, his message. We are a light because as he blesses us, his blessing shines through us to others and he gives through us to others. The importance of loving and believing and receiving all go hand in hand and are all part of the kingdom of God. It is his plan, just as Jesus did, that we are to declare and proclaim Isaiah 61 in our lives because we are in Christ. We are gifted by the Spirit of God anointing us. We are the pillars of righteousness, the trees of righteousness. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. This is not about works. This is about His gift to us. This is about what we believe. And again, Jesus in Luke 4 used the word to preach. He said to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, which expounds in conjunction with the word proclaimed. So this Greek word preach is ketuso. It means to be a herald, to officiate as a herald, and to proclaim after the manner of a herald, defining and doing so with gravity and authority and boldness, which must be listened to and obeyed. It's making it clear he would publish and proclaim openly something which has been done. We can publish and proclaim openly something which has been done. And here, Jesus was referring to the word of God, the promise of himself as the Messiah, and that it would be the public proclamation of the gospel and all that matters with him and through him and everything that was pertaining to it, including all the prophets had spoken and all the things that had been written and all the things that God had spoken and promised and done and fulfilled. He said He was preaching this acceptable year and season of the Lord. In Psalm 104, 16, it declares, The trees of the Lord are full of sap, the cedars of Lebanon, which he hath planted. The Hebrew word for full means full with excess and overflowing with all he's promised. We're satisfied and full and filled with excess. It also means that we are enriched and that we are enriched with him. As he said in Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, he has shown us all that he's done. He has walked on the earth. He revealed all that had happened through the gospels. He brought the fullness of the Lord to us, and he is overflowing and bringing the excess in every way. He's still doing this today, for he said that the spirit of the Lord God is upon him, because he was the anointed one to preach good tidings, to proclaim them to those who receive. He binds up the brokenhearted still today. He proclaims our liberty and we are no longer captive. He has opened the doors to those bound and we are liberated and we have his freedom. He came to comfort all that mourn to appoint beauty for ashes, to give the oil of joy and the garment of praise and Remove the spirit of heaviness so that we would be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified as we are planted in his river of life. Let's receive all he's given, all he says, and experience all his blessing. Let's proclaim the acceptable day. Let's proclaim the year of the Lord. Let's proclaim the day of his blessing, the day of freedom. He has given it for us to have. And as we abide in him, we abide in the vine. Then it is, as he says in Revelation 22, 2, We yield our fruit every month because the leaves of our tree are for the healing of the nations. Let's proclaim the season of his goodness. Let's proclaim the season of his blessing. Let's proclaim the season of his love. He has made it so. He is the acceptable season and time of the Lord. Father, I pray that every person that has heard this podcast can hear and see that there is the acceptable year, the beautiful year, the wonderful year of the Lord. And that is the day you made the day of Jesus, the day of your blessing, that he proclaimed and he brought forth for us, to us and through us. And may we see and experience the hope and the refreshing of a new place in you that is expounding with your blessing and revelation as we receive it by faith. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing your word. And we give you praise for it in Jesus name. Amen. Pastor Kim is not only a screenwriter, director, and producer, she writes children's books and other publications. If you're interested in more of her Kix Media from Kix Ministries, check out our family faith-based feature films, Pastor Kim's blogs, and our many children's books and publications at kicksTV.com.